0: I was in turn to John, John chapter 8, John chapter 8, begin reading with verse 31, John chapter 8, begin reading with verse 31, John 8 and verse 31, to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say, then we shall be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are ready to kill me because you have no room for my word. I'm telling you what I've seen in my father's presence. And you do what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that are heard from God. Abraham did not, so, did not do such things. You're doing the things your own father does. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said, if God were your father, you would love me. For I've come from God and now am here. I've not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you're unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his, own, his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove my be guilty of sin, if I'm telling the truth, why don't you believe me? He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not believe, or do not belong to God. The Jews answered him, aren't we right in saying that you're a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I am not demon-possessed, said Jesus, but honor my Father and you dishonor me. I'm not Seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is a judge. I tell you the truth, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. At this the Jews exclaimed, Now we know that you are demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say that if anyone keeps your word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? You're not yet 50 years old, the Jews said to him. And you have seen Abraham? I tell you the truth, Jesus answered. Before Abraham was born, I am. At this they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. we consider this passage briefly, think about it in the context of evangelism, making disciples, and talking to unbelievers. And in this particular context, Jesus is talking to religious people. His hearers, according to the text, are Jews who believed in him, verse 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said. So he's dealing with people who believed in him, not believed as we would understand salvation, but they believed what he was saying, and so on. There are several words that are used frequently in this passage. The word truth is used quite often. The word slave, and the contrast to slave is also used, and that is free. And the word father is used repeatedly. Now, As we discuss the passage, see it in light of Jesus being the Son of God, and ministering to religious people. In verse thirty-one, he's speaking to the Jews who believed in him, who had believed what he had been saying up to this point. So that's the audience. They're Jews, his own people, who had believed in what he had said to this point. Now notice what he says in verse thirty-one. If you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. He's giving his requirement. Hold to my teaching, and you're really my disciples. And then it's interesting what he says in verse 32: Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. When Jesus says the truth will set you free, what was he saying about those Jews? The truth would set them free. What was he saying about the Jews? They weren't free. They were slaves. I was talking to religious people. If You really hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples, then the tr- you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now what is the truth? In light of the Gospel of John, what is the truth? Maybe I shouldn't phrase it that way, but I'll leave it that way. According to the Gospel of John, what is truth? Okay, Jesus. John 1, 17. Grace and truth came through Christ. In John 14, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So even as he begins his conversation with these Quote unquote, religious people, if you hold to my teaching, you will really be my disciples, then you will know the truth. What will the truth do? Set you free. In verse 33, they answered him We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone they recognized when Jesus said the truth will set you free that he was implying they were slaves. How can you say that we shall be set free? They understood Jesus. They understood they were slaves, or he was saying they were slaves, and their contention is we're not slaves of anyone. How can we be set free? But notice what is said in verse 34. Jesus just levels with them. I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. What is he saying about the Jews? What's he saying about them to them? Who's a son? Are they sons? Okay, they're not sons. Basically saying, you sin, so you're a slave to sin. I was talking to religious people. So if the son sets you free, you will be free Indeed. If the sun sets you free, he's saying they were slaves. I know you're Abraham descendants. Yet you're ready to kill me because you have no room for my word. That's pretty strong language, talking to religious people. You're ready to kill me because you have no place for my word. Here's Jesus, the evangelist, talking to religious people. He goes on in 38. I'm telling you what I've seen in the Father's presence. And you do what you have heard from your Father. He's drawing distinctions here. You belong to your Father. I've shared what I've seen in my father's presence. He belongs to a different father than they do. And they make a pretty bold claim in verse 39. Abraham is our father. They answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you're determined to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. He's talking to religious people. And he said, you're determined to kill me because I've spoken the truth. Abraham did not do such things. How can you claim Abraham as your father if you're not doing what Abraham did? Abraham exercised faith. You're doing the things your own father does. He's leading them along. He's talking to religious people. And again, they're grasping the direction Jesus is going because they say we're not illegitimate children. The only father we have is God himself. That's a pretty bold claim. And Jesus comes right back at him. If God were your father, in verse 42, you would love me. For I came from God, and now I'm here. If God were your father, you would love me. Jesus basically saying, God's not your father, because you don't love me. You're ready to kill me. I've not come on my own, but he, the father, sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Notice what he says then, because you're unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and want to carry out your father's desire. Now think about it, here's the evangelist Jesus who came to save the world, he's speaking to religious people who have believed what he has said to this point, and he says, you are of your father the devil. Now that doesn't seem like a very good way to approach quote unquote evangelism and getting someone to follow you. you no, know, you belong to your father the devil, you wanna carry on at your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. He's a murderer. You want to kill me because you're your father, the devil. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I'm telling the truth, why don't you believe me? He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you don't hear is that you do not belong to God. Now he's saying the opposite of what they said earlier. They said God is our Father. Now he turns around and says, the reason you don't hear is that you don't belong to God. Now this is Jesus speaking, interacting with religious people. And he cuts to the very core of the issue. I belong to God. You don't belong to God. I'm my father. You're of your father. We have different fathers. God's my father. The devil's your father. You ever talk to a religious person so bluntly? You say they might kill me. Well, they wanted to kill Jesus. He could have had followers but not disciples. But he went to the heart. You of your father the devil you want to kill you don't believe the truth. So what do the Jews say? The Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying that you're a Samaritan, and demon-possessed? Now, what is happening in that statement? What is happening in the statement that the Jews made there? The focus shifts from themselves to another person. Anytime we're not willing to face ourselves, we turn the table and blame someone else. You do it, I do it, human nature. That's why we have fights, because we don't stop and look at ourselves. So the Jews are not willing to look at themselves. Jesus has told them that, you know, you want to kill me? You're your father, the devil, you're liars. And if they had said, you're right, Jesus, we are of the father of the devil. We want to kill you. We are a liar. We have not been responding to the truth. There was no need to go on. But they're not willing to accept that. So they blame him. They accuse him. You're a Samaritan. Now, remember the Jews hated the Samaritans. The Samaritans were half Jew and half Gentile. And the Jews would cross over the Jordan River, go up the east side of the Jordan River, Rather than going through Samaria. And you're demon possessed. Now they're calling the truth, Jesus, demon possessed. Jesus' response I'm not demon possessed by demons, said Jesus, but I honor my Father and you dishonor me. No, he just keeps hammering away. I'm not seeking glory for myself. But there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. I tell you the truth. If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Now before he said, if you hold to my teaching, you'll really be my disciples. Now he says, if you keep my word, you'll never see death. He's adding. At this, the Jews exclaimed, Now we know you're demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say that if anyone keeps your word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? I think they were very intense and indignant, because they're being called liars, murderers, and the devil is their father. And Jesus doesn't back away at all. In his response, Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Well, that's some pretty heavy language there. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said, said I did not, I would be a liar like you. but you do not but I do know him and keep his word your father abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day he saw it and was glad the jews response you're not yet 50 years old and you have seen abraham I love Jesus' response. I'll tell you the truth. Before Abraham was born, I am. When Jesus said, I am, who's he identifying with? With whom? God goes back to the Old Testament. Before Abraham was born, I am. The Jews understood what he was saying because they picked up stones to stone him because anyone who claimed to be God was worthy of being stoned. But what does he do? He hid himself slipping away from the temple grounds. Have you ever talked to a religious person that strongly? Now here's Jesus. The God of love, the author or the one who made salvation possible, so to speak, on an evangelistic campaign. And it looks like he failed miserably. Did he? You ever stop to consider someone can't be saved who is not lost? If you read the Gospels, you will find that much of Jesus' evangelistic ministry was a failure from our point of view. He drove people away many times because he simply said, here's my requirement. If you want to follow my requirement, come after me, but if you won't follow the requirement, tough. That's what he's saying to the Jews here. He begins with If you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They had to realize they were slaves. Jesus goes to the heart. He talks about slavery, he talks about freedom. And they understood they were slaves. He tells them directly they have no room for his word. And he tells them very pointedly who their father was. Now notice how he uses questions. Notice in verse 43. Why is my language not clear to you? Then he answers it, because you're unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father the devil and want to carry out his desires. Notice in verse 46, can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I'm telling the truth, why don't you believe me? A couple of thoughts in relation to this passage in light of seeking to reach people with Christ. I would encourage you not to be afraid to be somewhat controversial with religious people. Don't be afraid to be controversial. See, the gospel to non believer is a smell of death. The gospel to the believer is a smell of life. Christ is a smell of death to these people because they won't admit that they're slavery or slaves to sin. You know, sometimes we back away from controversy. Jesus was very controversial. Are you willing to say to a religious person, you're a liar? You're a murderer? You belong to your devil, or your father the devil? I realize Jesus, the Son of God, is speaking here. But sometimes we're afraid of controversy. We're afraid to go to the heart. He's going to the heart. You think you are something, but you're not. Religious people who don't see themselves as lost, they're not convicted by the Holy Spirit, will make excuses and get defensive and will attack, showing that they're slaves to sin. Their very response Of defense, excuses, and attacking shows they're a slave to sin. I think also as we talk to religious people who would be unsaved, don't be afraid to share the gospel requirements. We're seeking to make disciples, not get people to heaven. There's a difference. So we can say to someone, you're unsaved, you're in sin, Jesus will give you a ticket to heaven. Or we can say, you're a slave to your religious belief. And you turn from slavery to your relig- religious belief to Christ, who is the author of life. You'll remain in your sin. Christ's requirements are, you t- are for you to turn from what you believe and turn to Christ. In the context of talking to religious people, don't always be quick to invite people to trust Christ. I'm talking to religious people. Be sure they know the conditions of the call and their own slavery. Don't be afraid to confront religious people professing believers, or those of a religious background with the reality of their slavery to self, to works, and so on. So you're talking to someone and you say, you think you have a relationship with God, or you think you're going to heaven? They say, yeah, and you say, why? Well, because I do this good work, and I do that good work, and I do the next good work. Their answer implies they're slaves. They're slaves to themselves. Slaves to sin. In love, maybe we need to challenge them and say, oh, you have the ability in and of yourself to establish a relationship with God to get them to think. People who are not convicted by the Holy Spirit tend to get defensive. That's just part of life. Questions or comments as we wrap up our discussion? As you think about Jesus' evangelistic encounter in Matthew chapter, I'm sorry, John chapter 8, it's not quite the way we might approach it. It goes to the heart. And the Spirit of God has to convict. And in this case, they're ready to stone him. Any comments, questions? Questions? Was there a group? In verse 30, even as he spoke, many put their faith in him. To the Jews who had believed in him, the people he is talking to are Jews. Jews you know, who had believed, but there wasn't what we would call saving faith. In John chapter 6, we find the same thing, that Jesus had followers, and he turned around and made some very hard statements, and it says they turned from following him. I would not interpret the belief here as being what we would call saving faith. I don't know if that answers your question or not. (laughs) Not sure. Any other questions or comments? I encourage you to think about the passage in the context of talking to religious people. Go to the heart. And unless the Spirit of God is convicting, there probably will be defensiveness. Larry. If you read the Gospels, you will find Jesus drove more people away from himself than followed him. Because he said, here's the standard. The rich man came to him. and We'll discuss that passage in the future. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, Jesus could have gave him a nice answer and had a follower and had a lot of money. He said, go sell what you have and give to the poor. Come follow me. He went to the heart, what the man loved. Again, think about the passage in the context of your interaction with quote-unquote religious people, even those who may claim to be believers in Christ, but their life doesn't evidence a walking with God. Okay, we'll ask the ushers to come forward for offering, and then after the offering, Scott will take over. Okay, ushers.